Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let Me Ruin Your Life with Serena Shahidi. This is episode seven, I think, and I am joined by my friend, fellow TikTok star, fellow New Yorker, Mark Sebastian. Hi. How are you, Mark? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's your last week been? Update me on your life. Um, so my last week has been pretty good. Um, I mm. have absolutely no complaints. I did therapy for the first time today. Love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I have an old gay therapist who um, apparently did the back door at Studio 54. Allegedly. Allegedly. But I mean, like, every, <laughs> again, any person could say that they did um, the door at Studio 54, and who's going to tell Who's going to tell, like, you know, tattle on them if they didn't, you know? It's just yes. sort of like everyone's dead at that point, so. What do you talk about in therapy? Anything fun? I talked about, um, I always just sort of throw it in there that I don't really talk to my family. Um, mm. Just so, like, we, we you know, like, we're at a baseline of yeah. understanding my family trauma. Um, I talked about sobriety. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sober, too. Uh, he Also, though, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He talked a lot. Like... Hmm. I feel like I couldn't really get a word in. Steve was just interesting going off on things, and I was like, okay. I don't yeah, know. you're like, I have a lot of childhood trauma, and he's yeah. like, girl, Studio Fifty Four, <laughs> it was Magic, <laughs> Bianca Jagger, there was horses, and I'm like, my mom hates me. <laughs> um, That's cool. Though. Other than that, uh, honestly, we've been doing nothing. We've been beating for. Oh yeah, so- the necklace bis. I was yeah. about to say biscuit business. It's the ne- the necklace business is popping up. A booming. Yeah, I I had no idea that I would come on TikTok and be making necklaces. For anyone who doesn't know, me and my friend Rachel make necklaces. They're called Rat Dog, um, and they're just cute beaded necklaces. Yes, I'm wearing one of them right now. Same, I'm wearing a couple of them. But Love. we get all of our beads like shipped in, so every day is sort of like Christmas because we get new beads. Ugh. I know. That's so exciting. They're so expensive. <laughs> these are so expensive I don't know who are is. they really they're yeah they're so expensive I, like truly I mean yesterday I went to a, a bead shop and they were like $145 for like 6 inches of beads of fire opal wow. I would have given my life away for a fire opal I don't know if that is it's so sure. pretty mm, anyone yeah. know what fire opals are because they are incredible mm, I remember having to buy fabric all the time for fashion design oh. and it was Oh, so expensive. Because that's something we have in common. We both were we both yes. fashion design. Yes. Mm. And I'm done with fashion design. I got my associates and now I'm switched to FBM. Mm. Yeah. Did you get your bachelor's in fashion design? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. What was the special Actually, to be quite a- I got my AAS at FIT. Uh-huh. So I went to FIT and then I went to Polymoda, the place in Florence. Oh, okay. you could go to. Um, and then I switched to Parsons, but I never graduated from Parsons. Like, I was like missing like gym credits or something. Girl. So stupid. Or I like failed a fashion history class or something. Um, but I never finished. Whatever. Don't tell people that. Um, Mm -hmm. no one should know that. And I hated fashion design. I thought that it was the, what, like, what the hell are you going to do with a fashion design degree? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, it's like, people are like, oh, I went to school for business. It's like, I went to school for, I used to tell people all the time that I went for fashion design, which was basically majoring in being a homosexual and minoring in dressmaking. <laughs> because like, so now I know how to make dresses? Like, great. Where, what's that, yeah. where is that going to take me in life? 
no, even if you become an actual designer, you won't be making dresses. No one's That's sewing. No one, also, it's crazy. They have such a massive, like, uh, you know, a massive, like, focus in fashion illustration, which is a dead art form. Yes. No one cares about fashion illustration. No one. But it's like Steven Stippelman. Did you ever have him? Is he still teaching? Uh, him? Yeah, my friend has him. Yeah, Steven Stippelman, who actually is a very nice guy, I have to say. Um, he, I had him once, but fashion illustration is dead. It's dead, yeah. It, it, fashion illustration was a thing when we didn't have, like, Vogue runway to just look at the clothes because then people would sketch them really fast and we'd be like, and you'd just be like looking at a, you know. Yeah, that's the thing about fashion designers. Everything is so, like, computerized now that it's basically like a tech job a, if you actually go into 100%. it. 100%. It's barely creative. I mean, the cool thing about fashion design, though, I think is, and the part that I really liked about it, which which was, and I think that they should teach more in fashion school, is vintage research, which is mm. going and looking at different fabrics and looking at the construction of clothing yeah. and, and going to vintage stores and looking at, like, old Jeffrey Bean, you mm. know, like, uh, old uh, Carvon and old, like, uh, Pierre Carnin and, like, these incredible designers and see the inside of those clothing and see how they're made. Um, but they don't teach that. Yeah. Which is weird, especially at FIT, because, like, there's such a good historical fashion, just, like, great resources there. Like, I think the Great Gatsby did their research for the show there, for costume design. Um, And so I'm surprised they don't focus more on that. Because they have the museum there. Yeah. The museum's crazy. Yeah, the museum is always so cool. I love it. Did you see the pink exhibit? No. Oh, I loved it. There, There was this one that was, like, I think it was about, like, the witch trials or something. And it oh, was wow. so fucking cool. That sounds I was, amazing. I mean, FIT was a cool school. I, I always tell people if they want to go for fashion design that they should go to FIT because it does teach you construction. Yeah. And I think that's more important than fashion illustration. Yeah. Or even design. Because if you don't know how to... How, yeah. If you do not know how clothes are constructed, then you can't design clothes. You, yeah. you need to know what fabrics will work. Like, you... People from Parsons used to bring in these swatches of, like, chiffon and be like, I'm going to make a structured blazer out of this. And I'd be like, girl, this is such, like, uh, like very niche problems. I'm like, girl, you can't make a blazer out of chiffon. Everyone's like, Everyone's okay. listening, being yeah. like, that's right, bitch. Uh-huh, you can't. But it was so, it was it was weird. So when I transferred to Parsons, yeah. no one knew how to sew. And I told you I scammed everyone by making all of their sample books. I just, like. As you should. Yeah, I charged $50 to make all of their sample books and made my money. I love that. Yeah. I mean, FIT is a good school for fashion design. It's just, like, don't get a degree in fashion design. You just don't get a degree in fashion. <laughs> or if you're going to get a degree in fashion design, then go get a degree for something else. Or go do, like, a one-year AAS program. Yeah. So, like, you just, like, knock it out. And then go do, a like, a, a business degree or, like, a, a graphic design degree yes. or something like Marketing, that. Marketing, advertising, yeah. something like that. I mean, you need to know business to be in fashion and... They don't teach you that. They they don't teach fashion business in um, at FIT, like for fashion design, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I also used to take math classes at FIT. Did you ever take math? I took one math. Yeah, me too. I had to take one math class, and for the end final, I paid a girl a hundred dollars <laughs> to take my final for me. And what happened was she was she sat next to me. We like the teacher looked away for one second and we switched our papers. So she took my test and I just she like did her test in like fifteen minutes and then she took my test. Oh wow! And I got like an A. I ended up oh passing math with like literally a B plus. That's amazing. Yeah, letting all my secrets out. Whatever. FIT is gonna call you up and be They're like, like, "Girl, the math grade. <laughs> yeah, the girl, math grade the math from grade. years ago." 
Yeah, I think I took, like, mathematical ideas. And you had to take fucking gym. I didn't have to take gym. I had to take gym. I had to take yoga. The, the, the teacher wouldn't stop touching me, and I had to literally be like, can you please stop touching me? Yeah, gym class sounds horrible. Yeah. Also, gym class at FIT, are you kidding me? None of us, we we're all the kids who did not do well in gym in high school. You're yeah, exactly. Off. That's why we're going here. Yeah. Ugh. Now we do, like, vanity workouts once a week. Truly. I, I mean, I don't even do that. Like, I'm, I'm like, winded going up a flight of stairs. Ugh, same. But the funny thing I, I, the funny thing about fashion and fashion design, and even the fashion industry, is that so many of these people come to FIT or Parsons as, like, sort of the weird outcasts. Mm-hmm. And, like, now when they come to FIT or Parsons, and then it sort of extends into the fashion industry, they sort of create their own, like, caste system where there's, yes. like, this hierarchy and that they get to be part of, which is why so many people in fashion are such elitist idiots. They're the worst. Yeah, because yeah, everyone has such an individuality complex because mm-hmm. they come from the middle of nowhere where they're the special person because they dress a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then they come somewhere where people are actually unique. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm not, I don't feel like an individual anymore. So I'm just going to be an asshole to everyone. Mm-hmm. They've seen like one vintage Moschino show and they're like, I know fashion. <laughs> that is who I, they have a, yes. Back in my day, it was like if you had an infinity circle scarf that you could like change into a bunch of different ways, it was like that was the pin Fashion. You wore head to toe American apparel, you were it. Yeah, literally. I mean, the longer I'm like at FIT, the less I care like whether or not people think I know fashion or whether or not I'm keeping up with fashion. Yeah. Like, but keeping up with fashion girl, is so exhausting. Like, it is. It's just there's too much going on all the time. There's too many collections. There's too many. There's so many things happening, and there's also yeah. too many clothes in this world. There's there really is, and I feel like I I don't want to like learn names and shit. I just want to like look at pretty things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And uh, and I have to like have a take on everything. Yeah, I mean, ha- like. Fashion school is about having a take on everything, and you sort of, I feel like, judge everyone for their taste level, and so many people have bad taste levels. Yeah, Because you can teach, you can teach fashion, but you can't teach taste. Yes, especially, like, now that I switch my major, I'm, like, in classes with freshmen, and it's, like, FBM freshmen? No. If you guys don't know, FBM is, at FIT, is, like, a program full of just the stupidest people on earth. Um, And so... Yeah, the freshmen will, like, critique things in such a way that I'm like, I mean, you clearly don't know about it. Just don't say anything. Who cares? And no one's judging you if you don't know a lot about fashion when you first get there. Yeah. I mean, I would say that you should start researching and understanding, like, you know, uh, the designers around you. You should start understanding what the markets are. But I'm not judging you if you come from the middle of nowhere and, like, you don't know all these designers. Who could? Like, there's just so many... I'd rather you just have, like, common sense and, mm. like, not know every designer. Yeah, or I'd just rather you be good at math so you could take my math test. Literally. <laughs> That's all I care about. Uh, yeah, FIT people are... Ooh. Did yeah. you have a lot of fashion school friends when you were in fashion school? I did. I actually made a couple good friends in fashion school. I actually went to fashion school. I don't know if you know Barty, Z- uh, Barty Zainali. He's a director. He does, um... Uh, like a bunch of Vogue videos and all oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, me and Barty went to FIT together. It's where I first met him. Um, and I have a friend named David that I still talk to. There's some people I, I definitely met. And when I went to Parsons, um, I met like two of my best friends, which is Alex mm. and um, Julia. And I still talk to them all the time. Actually, Julia was supposed to have her wedding on Halloween <gasps> at the TWA airport. Oh, my God. And it got canceled, obviously. But we're really devastated. Yeah, that's She was going to look so though. hot. I can't. Ugh. Oh. It's a great idea. I know. 
Um, a, a wedding on Halloween. Also, my birthday is the day after, so. November 1st. Mm-hmm. Wow. Squirp. I know. I'm October 12th. Really? Scorpio moon. Mm. I don't know about moons or anything. I actually don't know anything about horoscopes. Oh, okay. Like, I, but I, people tell me all the I time. I don't know that much, yeah. I used to know a lot compared to most people, because, but then everyone started getting into astrology, and I'm like, oh, I just know, like, I just, what your sun sign means. Oh, I mean, like, I don't know any of that. Like, I just, horoscopes for me are just, like, a way for those, like, sort of crazy psychics to make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, or people to, like, pretend to have personalities. Yeah, well, and their entire personality is their literal is there either hogwarts house or their um oh my God. astrology <laughs> yeah the overlap between those two groups of people people on uh. tiktok always make fun of millennials for talking about their hogwarts house and in a video where i told people that i was a millennial because i am 29 yeah. i don't want <clears throat> i know i'm, I'm 20- coming <clears throat> out yeah truly i came I out as being world to a millennial. i'm a millennial oh my god wow that was Turn that should actually be wow yeah that's actually, that, that's a great TikTok. And, I um, and people were shocked. Thank you very much because I have good skincare. Um, but I made a joke at the end being like, oh yeah, I'm also a Slytherin or a Hufflepuff. Oh, like I'm, I'm actually a Gryffindor when I thought I was going to be a Slytherin. And people were like, oh my God, millennials always talk about, um, always talk about their Hogwarts house. And I was like, yes, that's the joke. People that's don't get jokes joke. on TikTok. They just don't get that. Oh my God. Yeah. Those... Those millennial jokes, and I say this as one of those original people who started doing them, they got old real fast. They get, <laughs> they get also, old. Also, it's so funny to see Gen Z make fun of millennials because, like, Gen Z is very, is very um, sensitive towards a lot of different things. So, like, yeah. But when they go in on on certain groups of people, they hold it's no holds <laughs> bar. Like they're going in full, like full yeah. force. They're going for the jugular. But like, you try to make fun of Gen Z, and they're like, nah. Yeah, some of those were very funny, but also Gen Z, like, thinks, and I say this as part of Gen Z, a lot of Gen Z thinks that they're, like, in a dystopian fucking young adult novel, and that they're going to change the world. Like, I saw a video where um, a girl was like, here's what I would be, uh, here's why people wouldn't like me in various decades, and it was like, the 1940s, I would pretend to be a man so I could fight in World War II, the 1950s, people would hate me because I would, like, champion rights for people of color, and it's like, girl, first of all, no, you wouldn't, like, you're a white woman. Yeah, like... Most likely, almost definitely, no, you wouldn't. And people were in the comments being like, oh, imagine if Gen Z could go back and, like, affect those time periods and it's like you would just become part of, you would have the same opinion yeah it, I, I think people don't realize but also like listen i think that gen z is arguably one of the funniest generations yeah. like they control tiktok and they are so funny like they every video that i ever repost is always from a gen z yeah um and from a zoomer hate that zoomer. yeah uh but these you know Gen Z is young. They don't. They haven't seen the whole world. Yeah, you're Gen Z though, aren't you? I am Gen Z. Yeah. So I mean, like you, you guys are all super young. You guys have grown up in this information age where you have everything at your fingertips. So you've grown up with all of that information, sort of like oversaturating your brain. And mm-hmm. then, but as you grow older, you'll start forgetting some of this stuff, and you'll start making room for like things that are, I don't know, what you really, really, really care about. Yeah. Instead of you or like know, real life. Stuff. Yeah, real life <laughs> stuff instead of like performative activism, you know? Exactly. And acting as if 
Gen Z is not going to save the world. Like, Gen- oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe Gen Z could definitely make an impact on environmental I mean, things. yeah, but like not in the, the not dystopian the way novel way that they yeah. think. No. They, they, it's not like a Katniss Everdeen where they're raising their hand to be the generation exactly. that volunteers to, you know, take the brunt of the world's pain. It's just, it's a generation of people who are like very funny and very passionate because we grew up in a time where... It, seems as if the world is ending and according to union square it is (laughs) so there's a there's a a countdown clock that is now in union square that has seven years up and like 110 days yep and it's uh it marks the day that unless we do something about climate change by that day there's going to be irreversible damage on the earth and i said that if that clock ever gets down to one year that i'm relapsing oh yeah like, I'm not sober, but if I if it went down to one year, like I'm trying meth, I'm trying heroin. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm going out. I'm tracking down quaaludes. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to find mm-hmm. them, but I'll find them. I mean, what if you had one year left and you knew that you had one year left, there would be so much power in knowing that. Yeah. Because you would be able to do everything that you wanted to do in that one year. I would literally sell everything that I had, get a whole bunch of money, and just like lose myself. I would probably Absolutely. die before that one year. I would get married just to someone super rich, be, you know, traveling the world or whatever, Mm. someone with a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. And a private plane. Private plane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just travel the world with them. A private plane is arguably better than a yacht because you can sort of take it anywhere. Like a yacht is great, but a yacht has to stay like within certain parameters. A private Mm. plane, now you can go anywhere you want. That's true. But private planes are scary when you go over the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. But also a yacht you can just like kind of relax on yeah. and then yeah. visit somewhere whereas a private plane is like True. I mean I guess you can relax on it but not but a, not a really yacht in a you bikini. Can live on. That's true. Like private plane you can't really live on. That'd be fun to live on a, yeah. on a yacht for the last year of existence. Oh, that that's what you should do. Is get on a yacht for the for the last year. That is. What so tell me what is your plan if a zombie apocalypse were to happen right this second? What is your plan? Um, let's see. I I would have to. This is very on brand for me, but I would have to rel, rely on a man. Mm. I would unblock one of my exes, um, and I would get him. I don't know. I would see what his plan is, and how, whatever he's using his money for, whatever mm. kind of boat, plane that he's getting the fuck out of here with. I'm coming with him. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that's what actually- about you? So, if a zombie apocalypse were to happen right now, I would definitely head uptown to Bergdorf's because I would need all of the apocalypse. Mm, I've said this always. I want to go out with a bang and I want to look good while doing it. And then I would go, my main, my main issue here now is I would go to Central Park and I would release all the animals. Mm-hmm, because but... who's going to take care of them in the, the apocalypse? No one. True. So, I'd rather them be roaming on the streets of New York, being able to forage for themselves, yeah. you know? Um, so I would release all of them and then I would make my way over to the pier where I would find a boat or I would barter, maybe I would steal one of the penguins and I'd barter Mm. a penguin for one of the boats and then I would sail away to an island by myself. But I'm loving that idea. Yeah. But it would need to be like an island with like uh, gorgeous sunshine because I'm not living off the coast of New York in like the fucking Hudson. No, no, no. Disgusting. Not living on Randall's Island. That TikTok where that girl jumped (gasps) out. Girl. That, she... I have not heard from that girl again. Is she live? So, I there's no way that she could be. If she's alive, she is she has 
six three. limbs. Yeah, yeah, she has six limbs. Like, <laughs> and they like grew fast. Like they grew, yeah, they're purple, they're green, yeah. they're galaxy. I can't imagine. Oh, jumping into the Hudson. That's disgusting. <clears throat> you could see like the brown. Yeah, the the dead bodies own the Hudson. The dead bodies. Like that, like there's oh so many gosh. in there. They find they're one, like, like hey every girl. Day. Yeah, they're like at the bottom. They're like hey. <laughs> Finally, someone's joining us. Yeah. Oh god, I just can't believe the the uh, sort of confidence she had while jumping in. Oh, oh my god, it's, it really actually drives me crazy. And imagine keeping that. Like she kept the video up I know. after everyone was like, "You're gonna die." Yeah, and she like came out with all these selfie videos, being like, "I'm fine." Like the water was just like too good to not jump into and I was like girl too good you need to go shower like you cannot be fucking swimming around in that Hudson water it's disgusting people fish there do they? yeah people fucking you never see on like the East River where it's more on the East River where people fish but East River is just as disgusting as the Hudson not as disgusting is it? yes definitely I mean all around Manhattan I mean yeah 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 that's true but it's just it's disgusting I, I mean I could never Seeing people even fish there, and like, ugh, no. But also, if that's how, if that is your main source of food, then like, go off. I'm sure there's some really great skate at the bottom of the Mm. East River. Yummy. Anyway, any other update? Are you seeing anyone right now? I'm not seeing anyone. No. Um, The last time I dated someone was in November. And I, we dated for like two months and the entire time I was like I don't have a boyfriend I don't have a boyfriend <laughs> and then I guess I guess that I did have a boyfriend and then I didn't have a boyfriend because he um, broke up with me and I was like okay like but he never asked to be boyfriend no we, we, were, we were never we were never 100% official I guess but like I mean we did everything together like mm. it just was a weird relationship okay um, but other than that, no. And I haven't really been hooking up with anyone because we're in a global pandemic. So. That's fair, yeah. 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 Which is really annoying. Um, but I did actually, I did just hook up with some, I just hooked up with a guy that I know who, like, had just gotten back um, from his quarantine. I know, is this naughty? Should I not? What? No. Uh, um, but he had just gotten back from his quarantine, so, I mean, he was safe. Uh, and I hooked up with him. Oh, love. But, but now I, this is the worst thing. Is when you go over to someone's house and you hook up with them and then you forget an article of clothing. <gasps> no. And it's my favorite shirt and I don't know what to do because now I'm going to have to go back and it's like, do I want to hook up with them again? It's like, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to hook up with someone to get my shirt. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just yes. want to get my shirt and go, but it's like that awkwardness of being like, okay, I don't hook up. I just want to get my shirt and go. No, that happened to me with uh, a guy I was seeing and I had like, Went to his place for the first time, and I left a pair of earrings there. And he texted me afterwards, like, oh, you left these here, hee hee. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to see him ever again. Yeah, I know. I've lost I've lost a lot of clothes that way. A oh, lot of clothes. It's unfortunate. The clothes, the jewelry, the money I've lost. The money, the money I've <gasps> lost just, like, because I didn't want to see mm. someone again. It's not that yeah. I don't ever want to see this guy again. I really like him. He's super hot as well. I just, like... I hate the... I, when I know that I have to hook up with someone, I immediately don't want to hook up with them. Yeah. And it's also just... Uh, the idea of having to go to someone's place to pick something up. Like, I don't like leaving stuff at guys' places, even if I think I'm going to keep seeing them. Just because, yeah. like, if something happens, I don't have to go over. The zombie apocalypse. The zombie then apocalypse. What? Then I want my fucking And I have shirt. to visit an ex? Yeah. Gross. Well, you're already going to text your exes. Well, that's get, true, yeah. but... <laughs> I mean, but that's why I'm going straight to Bergdorf's, because I'm going to get yeah. all the clothes I need. Because I would go to Barney's, but R.I.P. Girl, she's out. 
RIP, the place yeah. every FIT student goes to because Truly. we're required to for assignments, but then we act like we're there to shop. I know. And, <laughs> and it's like as if like the sales associates don't know that you're like, you take a whole bunch of clothes into the dressing room and start turning them inside out. <laughs> it's so funny how like people from FIT will post like, I mean, would post pictures from Barney's and be like, shopping day. And I'm like, girl, we just got girl, assigned to yeah. do market research. I know it's not a shopping day. Please. Please. Did you ever have to go do like swatches at like mood and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh my God. Swatches was the worst thing. Swatches stressed me the fuck out, especially when you need a ton. Yeah. And, and you just have to keep grabbing the stills associate and be like, I'm so sorry. I this know. is the last time. And because they know that you're not going to buy fabric. So yeah, like, yeah. It's just. But that's the re- there's guys there's so many fashion design students and there's so little fashion design jobs. That's oh, what, so little. That's what yeah. really made me go. Oh, okay. Like, listen, I worked like I got to work uh, under Kim Jones, and mm-hmm. which is a humble brag, but it's not a brag because I'm literally bragging right now. Yeah. Um, and but. it was dope, and I am super grateful that I got that opportunity. But I got to see what it would be like to be that that big of a designer, you know, like yeah. which is everyone's dream to be that. And that just was not the life that I wanted. Yeah. I, I could see it and I was like, okay, this and is And it's it. so rare, even yeah. if it is something that you get. Like, that's everyone. I mean, everyone in my current program, fashion business, like, wants to be a buyer. Which, like, as much as it's so much less romantic and interesting as people think it is, like, people really don't understand what being a buyer actually looks like. Yeah. It is a job that, like, a lot of people have and are successful in, whereas, like, how many successful designers are there, girl? I mean, there aren't. Like, it's a ma- it, to be a new designer right now. It's oh. like it's it's just impossible to stay afloat unless you're so rich and wealthy, yeah. or like you take over a house or something like that. But even that, like, you're not ass- like assured that you won't have a like that you won't get fired or that you'll have a job for X amount of years. Yeah, it's super. Oh, I can't imagine like graduating graduating from fashion design right now. And having to go into the, I mean, graduating during the pandemic must have been psycho. Also, I feel so bad for the people who didn't get to show their senior collection. Yes, that's insane. That's like a whole year of work. That was the whole reason I went to Parsons, though, in the first place, was to show a senior collection. Mm. And I couldn't show my senior collection because I got kicked out three times. For what? Oh, my God. Girls. Please. I got kicked out so... So the first time I got kicked out was because I was absent too many times. So oh, I got kicked okay. out. But you, everyone gets kicked out, like, once. So then you go back and you're like, okay, whatever. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe all my friends. <laughs> but so I went back and I was like, okay, whatever. And then the second time I got kicked out because my grades were so low. And it was during my senior year. And I had just started modeling. And mm. um, I was just skipping a whole bunch of class because... I was having to do work. I was having to go places. Yeah. And and I needed to make money because I needed to pay for my senior collection. So there was no way that I couldn't do these jobs. Yeah. Because um, I was broke and I needed this, like, modeling money, even if it was, like, a, even a small amount. I was like, I need to go do this. Um, so I got kicked out for them. And then I got back in. And they were like, okay, but you can't get kicked out another time. And then during the winter um, break, I got kicked out because I wasn't going in and working on my senior collection because I was in Paris. I, was oh in pa- I had to do fashion week because I needed to make money again. Um, and so when I came back, they were like, you can't go back. You can't go back to school. And I was like, okay, whatever. So then I appealed it and went all the way to like the head of the dean. Because when I sat down with the dean of fashion, he was like, you weren't in this. You weren't in the studio. And I was having my friends sign me in every day. Being mm. like, um, 
he was like, you weren't in the studio at all during winter break. Like, you, how, how would you have a senior collection right now? And I was like, what are you talking about? Of course I was, like, blah, blah, blah. And then they turned a picture, like, they turned the computer screen around, and it was me on a runway, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, guys, my God. what are you talking about? That's in New York. And they were like, we're not stupid. That's in Paris. And I was like, that's an old photo. Like, look at my hair. It's, it doesn't even look like that anymore. And they were like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. So then I, I had so to appeal, funny. and then I went to the Dean of Parsons and the... And then the Dean of Parsons was like, wait, they kicked you out for working with, like, a good designer during yeah. Fashion Week? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, so can I come back? And they were like, yeah, but there were consequences. Like, I couldn't show my senior collection. I couldn't um, mm. I couldn't walk, like, at graduation. Like, whatever, fine. Well, girl, um, you walked down the runway, so. I, girl. Thank you. <laughs> and they, but the audacity, the fucking audacity of Parsons to then, at the end, ask me to be in the senior show as a model. Uh. They asked me to model in the senior show, and I was like, girl, uh, Now you like models. Yeah, now, now you like are... it when I model. Yeah, okay, great. That's insane. Yeah, people were asking for you to talk about modeling. Okay, And yeah. we were talking about this before, about how people always ask him how to become a model mm. and what to do, and you're like, don't. <laughs> Everyone on TikTok wants to be a model, yeah. and I think that, but it, that's a whole thing that's actually happening in the, sorry if you hear any whimpering, it's, just, it's a little puppy. Um, but that's the whole thing in the world right now with, with everyone who wants validation from these sort of yeah. agencies or from social media and stuff. If you ask anyone, oh, are you a model? They'd be like, oh, well, I did walk one show before. Like, like literally me, I've walked yeah. one show. <laughs> <laughs> but like, everyone has like an experience modeling. So like, yeah. And then it's always like these people who message me and they're like, hey, how do I start modeling? And they're so confident about modeling that they can start modeling. And I'm like, honey, if you have to ask how you have to start modeling or if you can model, the answer is no. Yeah. And I don't want to have to be the one to tell you that you can't model. Like, why do you have to put that on me? I don't want to have to be the one to be like, hey, you're not tall enough. Or like, like I'll never say anything about weight because weight like can fluctuate. Also, like the industry doesn't care about weight anymore. Like they mm. just don't. Um, but there's just a certain, a certain look they go for. There's a certain... Yeah. And I've definitely scouted people off TikTok. I've scouted two people off TikTok now and sent oh, them wow. to my agency. And one of them got signed. But uh, that's not to say that, like, anyone should go and message me and be like, hey, like, <laughs> can you scout me? It's just a weird um, thing. I could literally sit on TikTok and be like, modeling is the most toxic industry. It's bad for your mental health. You don't get paid. And people are like, where do I sign up? Yeah, I tell I people the same thing? about fashion school. It's like, I'm like, I really regret going to it. Yeah. I don't think it was a good decision. People are like, okay, but what did your portfolio look exactly. like to get They're it? like, oh, so like, what did you put in your portfolio? Like, how did you get a portfolio together? And it's like, oh my God. Like, Girl. It's, it's so weird. People are such masochists. And they hear, it's like they look at red flags, the rose-colored glasses, and they don't see them whatsoever. And if they do see yeah. them, they're just like, that sounds fun to me. Like, that's a great problem to have, you know? And it's like... Everyone wants to be a model until you start modeling, and then you're, like, modeling, like, swimsuits in 15-degree yeah. weather, or you're modeling, like, fur coats, and it's 102 degrees outside, or, you know, you're getting, like, felt up by a photog, <laughs> and you can't really say anything because, like, you want to book this job because you need the money. Like, yeah. Because they don't want to actually do the work. They just want to yeah. have the validation of being able to say I'm a model. Exa- exactly. Which, so many people you know what? That. Just lie. Just lie. Exa- just lie. Just <laughs> then lie. Then you don't have to do it. Just If you want to be a model so, so bad and, and no one's told you that you could model, just fucking lie. Just, just like, say you model. are one. Who cares? Because if you just say that you're a model and put it in your, in your, in your Instagram bio, it is a thing. Like, yeah. who's going to tell you that you're not, you know? <laughs> Exactly. It's like being a writer, you know? Yeah, like, or being have the you person who written anything? The back door at Studio 54. Exactly. You can literally just say it. 
Oh my god. Yeah, but right like a lot of people have messaged me and been like, How do I get started with stand up? And I'm like, literally open mics. Like how does anyone get started? They're free. Anyone can sign up. Like I don't know how else Yeah. You would do it. Like I can't wait to go and watch you in stand up. Oh my god, I can't wait to go back to it. I know. Oh my god, you're so funny. Like really yeah. I like the first time that we ever hung out and you said there was this one thing where I was talking about I was talking about um, all these mean comments and I was like listing off these mean comments and then you and there was like a moment of silence and you were like and those were just for me. <laughs> it threw me. I was I was like okay bitch like yeah, we're funny. But I just feel like it's really rare to meet actually actual funny people on TikTok that aren't that don't just have like a one hit wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's A hard. lot of people are just like, you know, one shtick and then people get tired of it. Or they have one really funny video, and then like they try to recreate that video over and over and over. Yes. And I can't. Not stand the Tila, Tila Dunn. How do you say her name, Tila? Who? The girl who's like, fun fact, actually, really, really sad fact. Oh my god! Wait, she. Who is that? Tilia Dunn. Oh yeah, okay. She ran that joke dry, yeah. dry. It's like one thing if you have like a, a funny video, like a funny video concept. Like I have girls and gays, like yeah. the revenge tips, which is like it's a different. Yeah, like tip. it's a series. It's not just the same joke yeah. over and over. Exactly. So exactly, but I feel like people just do the same video, and you know what makes me upset is when people repost their like most viral TikToks. Oh my god! I'm like, gosh. girl, what are we doing here? Like, girl. why are we reposting this? Like, I've had to repost one. I've reposted one of my TikToks because so many people were asking me where it was and it was so far down the page that I was like, yeah. here we go. Um, but what, like, stop reposting your TikToks. Stop, stop reposting, reposting your TikToks. TikToks it's so tacky. It's so tacky. People want TikTok clout so that, that people want TikTok clout as much as they want to be models. And it's like, <laughs> pick a struggle. Like, uh, and TikTok clout, I mean, it's... It's like being rich with Monopoly money, babe. Yeah, like, exactly. There's no, It's nothing. Like, there's no real fame. There's no... It's so hard to monetize. But the thing is, is like now it is starting to become a thing where you do get recognized. Mm. And it's like a weird thing of like, okay, so you are recognizing me from like my videos that I make like by myself in my room, like just like saying Yeah, it's so shit. funny. So there's no, like you barely even know who I am. You just know me from like 15 second videos and like people come up to you and be like, hey, I like have seen your TikTok. I was at Blick Art Materials the other day Love. and I went up to the cashier buying spray paint. I was disgusting. I was like, I like had a Wendy's like Coke in my hand. Like I was. Girl, this sounds like a great day. Yeah, Wendy's well, I, Coke. I mean, it was. Wendy's <laughs> Blick. I love um, Blick. And the girl was like, at, when I was checking out with the girl was like, uh, oh, sorry, what's your name? And I was like, I, in my head, I was going, why does she need my name? And I think she was pretending to like, type it into the computer screen. And she was like, oh, is your last name Sebastian? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, I follow you on TikTok. You're really funny. And I was oh like, my God. <gasps> oh my God. That's so funny. I My most embarrassing time getting recognized was, actually, I've had a few. <laughs> I think I've had like one non-embarrassing time. Um, but one of my most embarrassing was I was at my friend's place in Greenpoint and I was like four or five shots of Don Julio deep and we decided to go to 7-Eleven and the cashier was like can you pull your mask down for a second and there was a glass screen so I was just like okay she was like that's who I thought you were stop 
<laughs> and the funny thing is, it's like we should, uh, like we should definitely not be getting recognized. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, it, like we should, uh, like I am not. This is not a humble brag. I'm literally being like, there is no reason for for us to be getting recognized, like for v- random videos. It's just that TikTok has become such yeah, a it's massive so, thing now. It's so funny that like it's just so weird and. But, like, every... Because, you know, there's 100 million, like, daily users on TikTok. Wow. That's one-third of the American population. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. I told Mark I got recognized on a date. Oh, my God. That's week. my dream. That's my dream. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And it was... It felt like such a power move. It was... It uh, is a power move. I want to pay someone. It, yeah. Listen to me. If anyone wants... If anyone wants to pay me, I if you pay me fifty dollars, I will go to your first date and I will come up to you and be like, "Oh my God, Lauren! Like, I follow <laughs> no you on way. TikTok. Like, this is crazy. I'm, I'm so obsessed. excited to see you." Yeah. No, it was. We were. I don't, have you been in, to Mud in the East Village? Sounds familiar. It's like a cute, like coffee brunch. Oh yeah, spot. I've been to Mud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were um, on the bench in front of it because we were waiting for like a spot in the garden in the back. And we were having coffee, me and Tech Boy, as the as the listeners know him as, even though I'm not AKA. gonna <laughs> not gonna talk about him too much anymore for, <laughs> for reasons that Mark knows but that I can't say because people will be mad at me. Anyway. Um yeah. So we were sitting in front of there and this girl looks at me and was like, Are you Serena from TikTok? And I was like, Yeah. She was like, Oh my god, like I'm obsessed with you. Like you're like a god to me. And I was just like looking at Tech Boy uh, being like, Uh huh. There you go. That's right, bitch. That's who you're dating. That's the dream is to get recognized while mm. on a date. I haven't ever had that happen. Also, I've only started to get recognized like literally two weeks ago. So I Yeah, mean, me too. It's like a, it's a new it's definitely a, a, a new thing. Um but, but that didn't even happen when I was modeling. Like, when I was, like, and I was, like, modeling, and I was doing well. Like, that mm. wasn't, that was nothing. Yeah. TikTok, for some reason, is what I hit on. I have no reason, I, I have I have no understanding of why I hit on TikTok. Me neither. It's just so weird. I mean, I understand with you, because, like, you're, like, what girls wish they were. That's beautiful. Yeah. They, <laughs> girls wish that they were pretty and funny, when in reality, they're only ever either one. Oh, being my pretty gosh. and being funny is a um, like a uh, double negative. No, that's not the right word. Being pretty yeah, and being yeah. funny is, is mutually exclusive. Yeah, or not or, mutually or exclusive. Grind. I'm Tom. We went to fashion school. We went to fashion school. <laughs> what do you want from us? We don't know our words. <laughs> uh, you have to speak English. Yeah. yeah, we can we can sew on a sleeve. Yeah, leave I'll us mind. alone. If you give me a set in sleeve right this second, I would be able to sew that. a Girl. welt pocket, bitch. Please. please, I could fucking kill a please. welt pocket. <laughs> uh, okay, let's look at some of the questions we've gotten. Let's do it. Someone said, "Please tell me how you go to parties slash clubs without feeling anxious and uncomfortable." Antidepressants. Antidepressants. Yeah. We discovered we're on like the same yes. type of, what is it, like an Upper West Side cocktail? Yeah, it's, it's called the Upper West Side cocktail, which is um, an antidepressant, Wellbutrin, and Adderall. Y'all, get on this. Yeah, it's, it is it. <laughs> it is it. It is the moment. It is the, it is the moment. It's here. It's now. It's relevant. Get on the Upper West Side. Upper East Side, sorry. Oh, Upper East Side? I don't... Upper East Side kind of makes more sense. Yeah, Because I feel side, like Upper West Side... I wonder what the Upper West Side that is. Like, what is the Upper West Side cocktail? Probably just, like, coffee. Yeah. And a <laughs> oh sandwich. <laughs> it's just money. Just um, money. Yeah, I... Going to parties and not feeling anxious. Uh, I don't know, but when you find out, please tell me. Because I would Honestly, love to know. Honestly. 
The only way I'm like okay as it, okay at it, is if I like really focus on like my posture and how I walk, and then I just believe that I'm confident. Mm. But I mean, if you're gonna go to like a big party or a big club, especially if there's a lot of people there who are who are somebodies, you're yeah. always gonna be a little bit anxious. A hundred percent. So the, my my biggest tip on this though is. Which leads me to like a whole thing about fashion, but fashion is a form of self-care and understanding fashion and understanding what not only you look good in, but makes you feel good and like makes you feel hot and confident is the biggest priority, I think, and should be one of the biggest priorities just as much as getting your mental health in order. Like Mm -hmm. if you are able to dress yourself and know that you look hot and feel hot and leave the house, you will have such a better day than if you feel like, you know you're like schlepping it, you know? Yes. It's a form of self-care. You want to... So going to a party, if you know that you're going to feel anxious that day, try to look as hot as possible. And it doesn't matter whether or not you look hot. It just matters whether you feel hot. If you feel fucking Mm -hmm. hot, then that means you are hot. Like, no one can tell you that you're not. Yeah. And I love dressing, like, extra when I go to parties or anywhere Mm -hmm. where there's going to be a lot of people just because, like, makes me feel more confident. Mm -hmm. It makes me look more confident because, like, you know, I can pull off something yeah. more dramatic and then people are going to approach you and be the ones to talk to you first because also great you know, conversation starter great conversation starter like having yeah. like a runway piece on and having someone be like oh my yeah. god I love that anything also if you ever need a conversation like starter go to the cigarette like go to wherever people are smoking cigarettes go ask someone for a cigarette and tell them or if you smoke either ask them if they want a cigarette for a secret or ask tell someone I'll tell you a secret if you give me a cigarette Ooh, that I breaks love the that. ice always and I used to always tell people that I was an adult film star and then because I love just pretending I'm a different person and I have 15 different personalities oh yeah um, I mean lie to people at parties that's always fun lie lie so much lie it's so fun I can't stress this enough lie mm. like just just do whatever you have to do and Get out of there. What are your, like, favorite lies to tell about yourself? I, I always tell people that I'm a, an adult film star. Really? And I can oh, go on always. for hours. Like, because I used to date an adult film star. Like, Oh, I, so you like, no. That is actually not a humble brag. Like, because that, it's, there, that's a really f***ed up industry. It's more, it's more f- than f***ing modeling is. Hmm. I mean, it really is truly intense. Um, but I always tell people that I'm an adult film star. Um, I always tell people that I'm an orphan. Um, which I tell people I'm an only child, yeah. Love that. Are you not an only child? Uh, I have an older brother. Okay. Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, I'm an only uh, child. Same. For all intents and purposes, I'm also an orphan. <laughs> um, I just, it's, it depends on the, who the person is. Like, if I get a vibe from someone and I'm like, okay, this person will vibe if I tell them that, like, I am a paleontologist. I will go on for two hours about being a paleontologist. Oh, my God. And, but then always at the end of the night, you have to tell some. Like, you have to tell them that you're lying because it only shows, like, what a good actor you are. Yeah, you got to impress them by yeah. being a good actor. I love just, like, making up stories about, like, a boyfriend that I have that aren't mm. true. Like, oh, my boyfriend's British. He yeah. loves he loves literature. Exactly. Just random shit. So, in conclusion, if you want to go to a party and you don't want to feel anxious, you can do two things. One, look hot, feel hot. Yes. Two, lie. Lie. That's lie it. your ass off. That's all. Especially to men. Yeah. Oh, only. Like, oh, girl. Honestly, only to men. Like, yeah, that's The true. girls, the gays, the theys, they have to stick together. They deserve so. the truth. Yeah. But. But the best part is, is when you find... The, oh my god the best times are when you find someone that you don't know like a stranger and then they start getting in on your lie as well and they can tell you're lying because they're like 
I get you. And then they start lying with you. That's so <gasps> That's good. beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, ugh, I've had that happen a couple times where I'm just like, I'm going to be friends with this person forever. Lies bond people together. Oh my God, 100%. Friends who lie together die together. Oh my Ooh. God. That's merch. That's merch. <laughs> merch. That's gorgeous. All right. Next question. Um, someone wants to know, and I don't know if this is something Mark has experienced, how to get over a broken heart. Do you have a heart? Um, so I have gotten over a broken heart. Um, the last time I got over a broken heart, I got sober. So, um, Mm. that wasn't very fun. Uh, I would not recommend doing that. That's a long process for getting a broken heart. Um, I think the most important thing about getting over a broken heart is knowing that there is an end to it. And that like, one day you do get to look at your ex and be like, LOL, like that was fun. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hard and it takes a while to get there, but it does happen. And it just gets easier and easier by the day because like you are also like, it's weird because you're like grieving someone, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you spend so much time with everyone, like this person and then you don't see them anymore. So it's like you're grieving someone that you lost. Yeah. Um, just be kind to yourself. Don't, uh, don't be really hard on yourself. Um, allow yourself the space to feel sad and get upset and uh but also most importantly delete social media Ooh, yes <laughs> delete social media at least for the first week and a half because if you were on like if you were on and like you're looking at their social media they're gonna like like something yeah. or add someone and you're not gonna like it and it's gonna turn you into a horrible person and then you're gonna text them and you're gonna make a fool out of yourself and you need uh, to win the breakup and you need to win the breakup you and need to win the breakup you can't post on social media. Oh my god, girl! Please, no. Because people either it, it is just as bad to do like the sad quotes and the oh I'm so broken and uh I need to delete social media because I can't focus on this right now. It's so toxic. Or to go like the other way and post like ten thousand quotes on your story about like I'm an independent woman and I don't need a man and posting like that's horrible. Whoever does that deserves jail. Oh my god. Posting pictures of you, like, forcing an, an enormous sm- smile while wearing a tiny bikini. Like, people know what you're doing. Yeah. The coolest thing that you can do is be mysterious and have yeah. people not know where the fuck you are. Exactly. That's the best thing to do after a breakup is to, like, just go off the radar and have people be like, get people worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Like, or if you do post, very seldom and something, like, positive. Innocuous. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just, like. What's going on with Serena? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh Don't gosh. post for like a week and then post like a picture of a charcuterie board yeah, on your exactly, story. But and they're no, just like, oh, yeah. she must be busy living her best life. Exactly. That's why she hasn't posted. Again, it goes back to our number one thing to do, which is lie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. <laughs> you just got to lie. And lie to block yourself. Them. That's the best lie you can block tell. Block them. Yeah, block them. Or the thing, oh God, blocking, I, like, listen, I've gotten very in touch with the block button ever since getting on TikTok because Ugh, people are yes. psychos. But the block button on other people, I, I wish that you could block someone and they wouldn't see that you blocked them. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. So that it would just like stay up and... It would just look like yeah. you left them undelivered. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean it might look like, it might make it look like you care more than you do, but honestly I feel like it's kind of necessary for like a clean break. Yeah. And you need that clean break. You, you can't just like go right back to being friends. No, you need a clean break, definitely. Yeah. You can't, 
being friends with your ex is if you're friends with your exes you're a psychopath and i don't mm. want anything to do with you you mean i feel like you can be friends with your exes once it's been like months yes mu- years for me okay i'm like, I'm like you and you you both have to be yeah. in like other relationships and there's mm. no chance of you getting back together yes or if it's like a super short mm. relationship then like you know probably won't take that long but still like do not go right back to them being what in is your it life. for like every year it's supposed to be a month that it takes to get over someone or something i heard that I once know. i heard that once okay it's like every every year it takes a month to get over so if you've been dating someone for three years it'll take three months to get over that person oh, that's not too bad that's three months is i know it's not that bad but three months of heartbreak is like yeah oh, heartbreak is the worst feeling i've never been heartbroken really i've been heartbroken twice i've had like obsessive crushes that didn't work out but i've never like been in a serious relationship and been like broken up with or heartbreak is you just feel like you just want to not end it just like you just want to disappear this sounds like my regular mood yeah (laughs) you're like it's depressing and you just want to die i'm like me yeah (laughs) truly right now Mm, all the time all the time yeah i'm lucky to not be emotionally available enough for for that to happen Mm, i love that for you yeah i mean i haven't been in a relationship in so besides like the and that was like a short relationship yeah um but i haven't been in a relationship in so long like i forgot what it's like to be in a relationship honestly but I, the thing is, is that I'm also starting to think that I may be aromantic because I do not care about dating anyone. Mm. Love sex. Interesting. Hate dating. I just don't, I, it's not that I hate dating, it's just that I do not actively seek out a partner at all. Do you like casually dating now? I, no, not really. It's not like really? I go on dates with boys. Like if I'm, if I'm going to go on a date with a boy, like I've probably already slept with them. <laughs> okay. Like there's, I mean, if I haven't slept with you and we're on a date, I'm like, where's this going? Like, I don't like I don't like going on a date and not knowing whether or not I get to sleep with the person. It's like I like to break that ice off the bat. You know what I mean? And then mm. be like, okay, like, do we get along sexually? Great. Then we can go past okay. and see if we get along emotionally. We have like the opposite dating strategies, but I feel like that's probably the best dating strategy for both. Like, as a gay man, uh-huh. you know, definitely. I mean, that's everyone versus a straight girl. Exactly. I think that's everyone's. Um, that's every gay man sort of yeah agenda. And like girls, it's of course like I could sleep with someone on the first date, but then I wouldn't know. Yeah. Like I don't know. It just it just usually doesn't end. If well. I don't sleep with someone on the first date, I'm like, okay, cool, they hate me. Like, oh like, my god, the guy um, I'm seeing right now was until seventh. That's crazy. <laughs> I would have given up after two. I would have oh, been like, okay, my I'm god. not doing this. Because then it's just like, what are we hiding here? Like, what are we, what are we hiding? Because like, if we're not doing, it takes seven. Mm 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 mm. That couldn't. Some do. days, yeah. But that's, I guess that's nice for like a straight couple. Because like, I don't know. I actually have no idea how you date straight men. That's a great question. Yeah. Hate the straights. I'm not quite sure either. Um, yeah, I like dating people who I kind of dislike. Love Which that. I don't really dislike this guy, but like the guys I normally date who are like these Connecticut assholes, old money, whatever, uh-huh. they're the worst. And I'm like, I like this. Yeah, I feel that's. I feel like that's very you though. That's like, yeah, you, you like to have someone that you like to make fun of, like not, but exactly in a, in a good way that like you need someone that can like that you can riff off of you know like yes and I but I feel like you lead a lot like you're you're definitely like a natural born leader 
I'm like surprisingly, I like to let men lead most of the time. Mm. As far as like decision making goes, like I'm not planning dates or anything. Um, But I'm a leader. I always lead. Really? Yeah. I just Mm. like cannot be a person that like is waiting around for someone. Like I have to be the one that is like making plans or like deciding what's going on. Like I have to be that person. Yeah, you can't really do that as, like, a straight girl because then they don't like you. Straight men are intimidated by beautiful, intelligent, funny girls. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. I love that we have to, like, play down ourselves for (laughs) straight men. I mean, I don't sleep with straight men. I've never slept with straight men. That's not my MO. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not my thing. Like, I've never wanted to sleep with straight men. I think that... I hate when gay men fall in love with straight men because it, like, sort of perpetuates this stereotype that, like, all, like, straight men or, like, all gay men are falling in love with their straight best friends. Yeah. And it's like, can we not, like, perpetuate this stereotype? Can you not be cliche for one second? <laughs> but obviously I know that you can't help who you, like, fall in love with. But, like, also you can. Like, if the person is straight, don't, like, fall in love with them. Like, because they're not going to date you. Yeah. But you know what's so weird? Have you seen the... I don't know if you're on closeted gay tiktok but there are so many tiktoks wait uh, the there's one that's like closeted southern boy exactly exactly yes it's so fucking weird wait what i kind of want to play some of his right now it's like what is it called it's like just like look up closeted southern boy or something i think that's it it's so funny because like all of gay tiktok knows this and he's like famous for being in the closet like that's such a weird fame to have Clearly someone must know who he is. This is, yeah, there's like a whole genre of TikTok. Um, of closeted people. Of closeted people who like don't show their face. Here it is, Southern Closeted Teen. Are these all sounds? I want to like. No, I think that he just writes. Doesn't he just write? Oh, wait. Hey, man, you know, uh, good for you. You know, like, I respect the hustle. Uh, I don't know. Please tell me that's not his voice. That's his voice. Oh, my God. Hey, man, you know, like, uh, respect hey, the hustle. Bro, uh, this is a really insightful comment, but, uh, fortunately for me, it's not true because, uh, I'm very picky with, uh, my taste in boys and, uh, always take protection, which you should, too. No, but truly, like, they're, they're so mean. Like, they're, these guys are, these, like, closeted guys are always talking about bottoms really negatively. They're always, yeah. like, they're bottom-shaming people. They're always talking about how guys are really clingy. And they're talking about how, like, they were, like, at parties and someone, like, there was a gay guy there and they were, like, bullying him or whatever. And it's, like, mm. little do you know that I'm, like, one of you. It's, like, disgusting. It's, like, bro, get a life. Yeah, dude. I've seen one of his videos where he was, like, oh, I love when, like, bottoms come over and have sex with me and I can just, like, kick them out right afterwards. I'm, like, yeah. You might as well be straight. <laughs> I mean, it's just gross. Like, that's what straight frat boys do. I hate straight gay guys. I'm just like, this is not... <laughs> like, I, you need to be very in touch with your feminine side, and I hate actually saying that, but you need to have some feminine energy about you in order for mm-hmm. you to be interested. Yeah. I, like, super... Ma- like, hyper-masculine men are not my... are not my game. Me neither. Never have been. To be honest. I mean, I don't like... You know how I feel about indie boys. I don't do indie boys. Mm-hmm. I don't do mm-hmm. soft boys. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I don't like guys who are, like, super into sports or anything. Besides so that that ex's apartment that I showed you. I talked about this on the last episode. Oh I literally, God. like, went through that picture of his living room from, like, left to right. <laughs> that was a really... First off, we have the same lamp, which I'm sort of, like... 
<laughs> Gotta sell that on Craigslist tomorrow. Um, but the projector with the sports was something else. That's really that was really something that threw me. It, the idea of having a projector and then being like, Ugh. we got to put the game on. Also, the, the disgusting. The phrase "the game," like, oh my god, I want to show you this guy's face because I just feel like it. It's just exactly what you would expect. <laughs> Damn it! I just lost the game. Do you know the game? Oh my god! I just lost the game. No. And now everyone listening to this is gonna lose the game. Whatever. Sorry, guys. Wow, that's fucked up. All right. Uh, where's this guy's face? Just exactly what you would expect. Okay, he's hot. He's kind of hot. He's hot. He did I? I told you the story about the ex frat bro who told me about their like initiation process. <gasps> no. Wait, hold on. What is it? Give me, give me. They had to throw up on each other. Oh my God. No, you didn't tell me that. Girl. What? This man. Oh my God. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'll think about it. Maybe I'll just cut it out. But this man, I was on my second date with him and he was telling me about being in a frat in college and how like the hazing process was. Cause I think his frat is like suspended for their like insane hazing shit so he said at first it was pretty normal things i mean i don't think anything relating to hazing is actually normal but like you know normal for them Mm -hmm. like they had to be slaves essentially to the other older guys they had to if they were late they had to drink a microwaved whiskey shot which sounds absolutely vile and this is the kicker he told me about this one event where they, like, gathered all the pledges in the basement, had everyone take a shot of straight food coloring, and they had a competition to see who could vomit all over each other the most. This is why I hate straight men. Like, Second I'm, date this he is told how I'm this. heterophobic. It's the way I'm heterophobic. Girl. That's disgusting. And, oh, it gets worse. What? So, how did it get worse? Well, first of all, it's like there's a point system where it's more points if you vomit on someone's like head oh than my their God. arm, which is so gross. He ends this story. He ends this story with going, you know, I'm just glad there wasn't any gay shit. Uh, uh, and I said, as though I said, sir, what gay shit could possibly have happened that would even compare? That's to sad. that series of activities. And he was he told me about this game where these guys like stand in a circle and put their thumb up each other's butts. And I was like, that's so much better. That I mean, I would much prefer that than having to throw up on Girl, someone. Obviously. Vomiting uh, that compared to vomiting on everyone, just sticking your thumb up like that just sounds like friendship to me. Yeah. That sounds like just a, a regular old Tuesday night. Yeah, you know I feel I mean? like guys do that normally. Yeah, they do. It's really funny because I missed out on all, like, the sort of homosexual stuff that was happening in high school with, like, the straight guys. And I was like, why was I not there? Like, <laughs> you guys were, like, jerking each other off and I wasn't there. Were they really? Like, yes. Like, straight guys jerking each other off in high school and I was not there for it. Everyone has, like, homosexual experiences in high school. Meanwhile, I was, like, the only other person that was gay in my school was this guy named Robbie Torres. And he... <laughs> I like everyone was like oh you should date Robbie Torres and I was like that's no 
but he used to paint these pairs of pants, right? Like these jeans, and that was like his thing. And then he asked me if he could paint a pair of jeans for me. So I was like, sure, Robbie, like if you want. And he painted this pair of jeans that had a massive rainbow right on the crotch. And I wasn't <laughs> out yet. And I was like, Robbie, what the fuck am I supposed to do with these? I wish I still had them. I would wear them to this day. That Those would be so cute. Oh my God. You've got commission Robbie again. I know. I don't know where Robbie is. Wow. I mean, you know his full name. So yeah. you can, <laughs> I'm sure I can always check him out. Him. He also had a hot gay brother too. Oh, I love that. super buff. Hmm. You like buff guys? Sometimes. Sometimes I like buff guys. I mean, I have three separate types, which I've I've talked about. One is like, the first one is pretty young things. Like, pretty young, intimidating, like, hotties. Mm -hmm. Um, Two is guys that would beat me up in high school. (laughs) And three is muscle daddies, usually with small dogs. Oh, I love that. Um, But the one I date mainly the most is guys that would beat me up in high school. Yeah. We all have our issues, yeah. I know. Oh, my God, please. Oh, I it's date like, guys who would, like, call me a bitch in high school, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like... Which is most people who went to high school. I mean, truly, it's... I don't even know why I date guys that... I mean, I do, but it's just, like, let me let me fuck my high school bully once and we can get mm. this all done with, you know? That's fair, that's fair. Who's, like, your number one celebrity crush? Gosh. Like, if they DM you right now, you would I've hop actually, over I've to actually, JFK. Oh, my God. I've actually DM'd my celebrity crush. It's this guy named Isaac Cole Powell. Do you know him? He's a I Broadway so. star. No. He's the hottest person I've ever seen in my entire okay. life. Okay. And I, like, I know him because I used him for a show once for, for a runway show. Um, because they were like, you can cast whoever you want. So I got him to come in. And so now we're, like, friends. Um, I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but he's oh my, my number God. one celebrity crush. He's not that big of a celebrity. I mean, he could be now. He's in. He's the Tony in West Side Story. Oh wow! I know he's like massive now. I guess. Yeah. Um, but he's my number one celebrity crush. Mmm. Okay. So Look hot. at you. You want to see him? Yeah. Oh my god, he's so hot. He also has frogs, which is like so cute to me. That's adorable. Imagine being Tony on Broadway. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Did he delete his Instagram? I think <gasps> he did. Oh my god. Wait. Good for him though. Go off. What a cool... See, I that keep... just makes you want to date him more. <laughs> Look. Men without Instagram? Oh, wow. He's gorgeous. He's so hot. That's crazy. Like, he's just the hottest person mm. in the entire world, and I am so angry that I'm not dating him. He has a fiancé, though. Oh. I think they're open, but I'm mm. not, I would fall in love with that guy in two <laughs> seconds. I would let him ruin my life. <laughs> I, I love, love men life. without social media, though. Oh, so hot. That's so the cool. best. Although I was talking to this guy on Grindr the other day, and he would not show me his, like, Instagram, and I would never meet up with anyone that didn't show me their Instagram. And then he sent me a video, and I was like, this guy's obviously fake, but he was so hot. And I was just, like, talking to him, and I was like, this guy's obviously fake. But I didn't send him any photos or whatever. And then he sent me a video showing that he was real, and I was like, (gasps) you don't have Instagram, and you're that hot? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? I keep being tempted to, like, keep my iPhone and just, like, keep it at home to post on social media. And then, like, when I'm out and about and living my life, have, like, a flip phone that I, like, bedazzled. That's the dream. I feel like I would have some kind of mental health. Yeah. Oh, my God. You'd have such great mental health. Right? Yeah. You'd have really, really great mental health. I would live for that. I mean, phones are the number one. My phone is a a massive source of anxiety for me. Phones and money. Yes. That's always the, those are always That's everything, yeah. <laughs> because also, like, when you log on, it, it's because now I feel like it's getting sort of better because I don't, like, when I was on Instagram, I, I mean, like, I'm still, I still have Instagram, but I just don't use it as much. Um, 
I feel like I was constantly looking through that feed and everyone treats Instagram as though it's like a portfolio. Yes. They're like, this is what I'm doing. This is my work. This is whatever. With TikTok, people don't treat it like that. Like if you, if you start talking about like the work that you're doing or whatever, and it's not in a self-depreciating way, they don't care. So like, and those videos don't get pushed to you. So you don't see them. So you just sort of see people like being themselves and yeah, being just funny, talking. which is the which is the best. And yeah. I think that my my that's really helped my anxiety definitely. Yeah, it's still super like stressful, especially when you have followers. Mm. It's so hard to get off your phone cuz you know people are talking about you. Yeah. You know? And it's like I might I might miss a huge opportunity. Yeah. I miss I might miss someone like accusing me of something insane. Like Do I don't read know. All your comments? I yeah. Do you have your do you have your thing set to like you know how you can pull it down like you can do like likes notifications followers whatever. Yes. Mine's always to comments, so I, I read. All oh my okay. I like usually have mine on all, but yeah. sometimes I. I always read all my comments. I want to know what everyone is thinking. I want to know what everyone's saying. I want to know. If I know it's so stressful, me. but like I have to know. But I'm not kidding you. I get the me. I'm I'm telling you if I go let's both right pull now, up our comments right now. I like I get the meanest comments. People are so fucking mean to me sometimes. The first one on this one is like, you're so freaking happy. Okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, boring. We don't want nice ones. No, we don't want nice ones. Okay, but why do you remind me of the Sebastian from Cruel Intentions? Oh, I love that. Love that. That's what a, nice a great one. movie. Fashion is always appropriate. It's what separates us from animals. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> people are always... People always think that they are, like, tell, like telling you something. <laughs> like... I did a... People always try to tell me about modeling. They're like, actually, like, people do make money. It's just you that you're not. And I'm like, girl, are you stupid? Like, how are <laughs> With you... all these gigs, girl? Yeah, like, how are you going to tell me what, like, what is going on in this industry? What do your hate comments usually say? Uh, Usually, like, I don't know. She seems stuck up. She seems elitist, like that sort of shit. <laughs> God, I always get classes. Truly, uh, so people on TikTok literally don't know what that word means. They don't know what that word means, and they call anyone Any in the entire world. They call anyone classes. Yes, they think criticizing something is classes, and it's like if it doesn't have an association with the class, how how is it classes, it's babe? Like anyone is classes these days. I mean, do you remember my first cancellation where I literally made a funny like Double Rose Prada monologue thing, and I got yes. Oh my because God. people are like, you're classist, you're talking about all of your really like rich clothes. And I was like, girl, I have rich clothes because I worked my ass off for a decade in the fashion industry. That's the least they could do. Yeah, that's what I was getting paid in. Yeah, that's like literally what I was getting paid in. And yesterday I put out a video being like, models don't get paid, you get paid in clothes. And people were like, sell the clothes. And it's like, oh my God, like I never thought of that. Like, are you stupid? <gasps> People oh are just, again, it just goes back to people, like, wanting to, thinking that they know more than you do. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny when people assume that I'm rich. Like, mm. I remember once I, like, filmed a video in front of, like, my ex's Hamptons house. And people were like, oh, look at this rich girl, like, mm-hmm. complaining, making her jokes. And I'm like, I, this is not my house, baby girl. And I am nowhere near this tax bracket. Yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> The commenters on TikTok are so horrible and they're so like uh, annoying. They're just stupid. Yeah. At the end, of the, I'm not like, and they're not just like, I'm like, oh, they're stupid. I'm like, they are literally, they are not intelligent. <laughs> like, they are like brain dead mm. people who are just commenting these stupid things to try to. And it's always like the people who are like, it, like they say something really stupid, and then you go to their profile. And it's like, I bet you're here for my comment, and it's like, 
Yeah, girl, because you're a dumbass. Yeah, because you're a literal dumbass. You're just trying to piss me off. <laughs> and I read my comments. So and and you could be like, oh well, then why don't you just read your comments? Like, oh, don't let the haters like get to you. And it's like it's not like I'm letting them get to me. It's just that I'm like, I'm worried for the world if people are existing like this outside of my like yes. circle, outside of my bubble. I'm like. Is this how people are? Like, they think it's okay to say these things? Yeah. And also, like, if you're getting called something like a classist, something like that, even if you know that's a ridiculous accusation, it's like, something called a classist. Like, yeah. that sucks. I, exactly. That sucks. Oh, I mean, I put, out a, I put out a video talking about and rating skirts on men, and I got called a transphobe. Yeah. There was a, th- how, like, it's just like, how do you come up, how do you come up with this through line to transphobia? And it was because Ugh. I didn't include a trans man when I was, when I was, um, talking about skirts and I, I didn't not purposely, like, I, I didn't mean to not yeah. include a trans man. Um, however, it just happened that way. And mm-hmm. it, it was like just a bunch of boys that I looked at when I, I was looking at skirts or whatever. And then the next one, I included a trans man, and then people in the comments were like, you're trying to feminize trans men. And I was oh, like, oh my god. My god. Like, you can do... Also, it's like this thing on TikTok where you can apologize for something that you've done. Like, it, like you can apologize for something that you've done that it was actually wrong. Yeah. And people... And they'll be like, oh, we're just holding you accountable for this thing. Fuck. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. TikTok's idea of holding people accountable. Your idea is not, you are not trying to hold a person accountable. You are trying to cancel them and ruin their lives. Can we please just be honest (laughs) when we're saying that? You are trying, you're trying to get them fired. You are trying to ruin their lives. You're trying to make them have an anxiety attack. You are not trying to hold them accountable. Yes. Holding someone accountable is not allowing us, is not providing a space on TikTok for the masses to make fun of them and to and to uh, like air their grievances with this person. Holding them accountable is calling their behavior out and making them apologize. Once they apologize, that's it. Like if they, if you could yeah. not think that their their apology is genuine, and that's fine. That's you cannot forgive you. them. That's fine. Yeah, but that like, is, but you like, you can no longer bring this thing up and be like, okay, like once someone addresses something and apologizes for it. It should not be brought up again unless it has something to do with what, like, if they do it again. Unless they do the exact thing that they apologized for again. Then it can mm. be brought up. But it's just, like, you can't do anything. They're, like, these people on TikTok are only happy if you honestly yeah. commit the undead. <laughs> the the yes. unalive. It's crazy. It's just a really f***ed up world that we live in. Cancel culture. I mean, but everyone, I'm, I'm so tired of talking about cancel culture. I'm so tired of hearing about cancel culture. I'm so tired of having to, like, fight against it. It's just, like... It's pathetic. If you guys are, if you are just continually trying to cancel people, it's just, get a life. Move get a on. life. Stop, stop canceling people, uh, or stop holding people accountable while you're actually just trying to cancel them. Yeah. Like, stop trying Call to- Call it what it is. Yeah. Stop canceling people under the guise of you're holding them accountable, because you're not holding them accountable for shit. Yeah. Like, truly. You holding people accountable. Like, you don't know how to hold people accountable. <laughs> and if you don't know how to hold people accountable, you shouldn't be doing it. Ugh, I hate it. And I hate the the constant cycle of, like, someone getting in trouble, so they make an apology, and then people don't accept the apology. Have you had to make any apology videos? No. Oh, I've had to make an apology video. People tried to hold me accountable. Sister, you think I haven't held myself accountable for these stupid things that I did when I was... Why do you think that I'm the person I am now? Because I was that person then. (laughs) I don't regret anything that I said or that that I've done or anything, because that only made me realize what an idiot I was. Yeah. I would have never, like you know, started with activism, with actual activism, not performative activism, but actual activism, like co-founding organizations, like showing up when I needed, learning and allowing the space for others to learn. 
actual activism, not performative activism. I would not have been involved in that had I not been a, like an idiot back when yeah. I was younger. So I don't regret anything. I stand by every single thing that I've ever said. I don't think I would do an apology. I mean, I don't know. But like, <laughs> I really don't like the pressure of people to do apologies. I feel like we should get to the point where if someone says something that's like offensive or whatever, they should either stand by it or like donate money to whoever uh, I agree. And like it's like, that's... please don't confuse me like or us saying like cancel culture is horrible with and like you don't know how to treat like you don't know how to hold people accountable and which is like allowing people to say these things. No one should say anything yeah. like that. No one. No, I'm not allowing or or. Um, encouraging people to say these things and just being like okay well whatever they should be they should be held accountable but it's like they don't need to be held accountable by 15 year olds on tiktok yes they 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 need to be they need to hold themselves accountable okay Mm -hmm. like they they need to accept what they did they need to better it they need to they need the, the space to learn and the space to better themselves and they're not allowed to do that if they're getting canceled and they're getting fired from their job and they are having anxiety attacks. It's exactly. Like you need to allow people the time to learn that they were an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they're not going to like whoever was canceling them if they like caused, not caused, lost them their job. Mm. You know, they're not going to have a whole lot of empathy for whoever's canceling them. They're not going to have a lot of patience for the situation. Like, that's just not how you handle people. Yeah. I've only ever, I've only ever come forward with one thing on TikTok. I don't know if you remember a really long time ago. It was with a model. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and I, and honestly, I regret doing that. I regret, Mm. I, he did something really stupid and I definitely should have, like, I definitely should have talked to him, but he didn't learn and I... I, I don't know if I canceled him, but I came forward with something that I thought was really fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I but in that video, I was never like, "This person's canceled. This person's a horrible person." Yeah. I was like, you just didn't learn. Like you, if if this person is if, if and you is, didn't like put him on blast the first time. No. You know, the first time, the first, the second, or the third time. Like, yeah. I mean, if this is a repeated offender, like this is a repeat offender that's doing this behavior over and over and over. Then they deserve to be called out on it, and if if it has to be publicly, then it has to be publicly. But you have to include in that, like, I'm not canceling this person. I just want to, I want to, like, this is the only way that they will listen. And but that is not holding someone accountable. That's like, it's it gets so messy and it gets so confusing. And there's so there's a lot of nuance to cancel culture, and there's a lot of um, conversations that need to be had that can't be had because people are just too obsessed with the, mm. the idea of canceling someone and the idea of ruining someone's life. Yeah. And I don't like that people have to be super careful, especially like as I'm a huge comedy fan and I always loved comedy because it's it's just the idea that like, oh, you can kind of say whatever. I mean, obviously like within a certain point, like there is a line, but like you can be mean, poke fun at people, whatever. And I always think about that Dave Chappelle quote where he's like, uh, I and other comics have a responsibility to speak recklessly. Otherwise, my kids might not know what reckless talk sounds like. The joys of being wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. Like, we True. should all be wrong sometimes. It's, it's, it's amazing to be wrong and then to be given the space to learn yeah. why you're wrong. Yeah. And that's what people need. Girl, I will never forget when I made that video where I was like, um, 
Are there any racists out there who want to buy me a nose job? I'm looking for a racist boyfriend. Like, who want to buy me a nose job to make me look less ethnic? Because I'm Persian. Yeah. Like, I have a Persian last name. It was in, like, my Instagram bio at the time. And it got to Twitter. And a bunch of people were trying to cancel me. And they were all white. Yeah. I remember this white girl was like... Oh, not this bitch acting like that big ass nose on her face isn't from England. And I was like, you're literally a white girl making fun of a Persian nose. And like, you think that's anti-racist? I'm confused. It's Listen, not everyone is going to be perfect 24-7. We all like fuck up and make mistakes. Everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, People of color make mistakes. White people make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And we just need to be allowed the space to learn from. Yeah. That's it. Also... Just because someone is critiquing someone does not mean that they are critiquing their identity. Yeah. Like, I am, you are allowed to critique someone's clothing or their art or something without it having to do with their personal identity. Unless, like, their art is tied to their identity. Yeah. But, like, fashion isn't normally tied to someone's, like, I'm talking, you know, like ready to wear. Yeah. yeah. Not, like, traditional clothing. You yeah. shouldn't be judging that. But I'm talking, like, you know, Gucci shirts you should be able to judge freely without yeah. worrying about <laughs> or skirts on guys. I should not I should be able to judge skirts on guys and not have them confuse that for me judging their gender identity. Yeah. I'm judging the length of that skirt, girl. And it <laughs> and ain't it's great. That. Yeah. And it ain't great. <gasps> what a weird time. Yeah. Girl, I just need to Weird time to be alive. I, mean, I need to get that Blackberry or that I know. I put the Nokia, razor. The girl. razor. Oof. The sidekick. Did you have a side? You no, you're before. No, I had like I think my first phone was. Do you even know what a sidekick is? I don't think so. I might recognize it if I saw it. I think my, ooh hiccup, I think my first phone was one of those like slidey ones. But you can't like go on internet because perfect. Like, yeah, that's what I want. You. I don't want to be able to go on internet on my phone anymore. Uh, but I I would have to like fully bedazzle it, like put a charm on it, just so people know that I'm like hip. Mm. And I'm not just carrying it around because I haven't updated my phone since 2006. Bedazzled, uh, bedazzled phones were such a massive thing. I used to have a Nextel phone. What's that? Nextel was like this phone service. Now it's Sprint. I, like it combined with Sprint. But you used to have uh, BBM, where you would be able to like it was like basically like a walkie-talkie, and you would just be able to be like hello, like with your other friends who had the same Nextel phone as you, and or not B- BBM was with other Blackberries. I don't remember what the other one was called. But you used to be able to just sort of like use it as a walkie-talkie. But I went. I remember going to the mall and getting um, a clear phone case. Like, I, like the entire thing was clear, so you could see like mm. the inner workings. That was such a big thing, and it was like it was like white foam colored. Like it was like frosty clear. It was gorgeous. Oh, and everyone at school was like, oh my, and I used to wear it on my hip like this. With the, oh like, yes, bitch. I need that. See, the only thing is like the antenna, like. The only thing stopping me is, like, what if I want to film something while I'm out? What if I want to take a picture? Yeah. You know? I know. I mean, you can carry a, a, a digital camera with you. That's true. That's true. You could definitely carry a digital camera. Like, one of those vlog cameras. Ooh. Well, Casey Neistat moment. <laughs> I never watched Casey Neistat. Me neither. But I, I lived, like, right, a, like, a block away from a studio when I was living in Tribeca. Really? Yeah. I never saw him, but he was very close to me. Damn, I wouldn't even know where his studio is. It's on like... I'm a Williamsburg boy. Girl, I don't remember. I was like so unfamiliar with that neighborhood that I'm trying to think of the block above me and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I used to work at Billy's Bakery in in Tribeca. That was right across the street from me. Really? Yeah, I was on Franklin Broadway. 
Really? Yeah. You know who lives right there? Who? Mariah Carey, bitch. Bitch? Mariah Carey lives literally like three doors down from Frank, uh, from Billy's Bakery. Yeah. You didn't know that? Mariah Carey yeah. lives right there. I was navies with Mariah Carey. Mar- 100%. Carey? Okay, one time while I was working at Billy's Bakery, we got a call to like deliver cupcakes to a house, and I knew what house hers was, and I was like, I wonder if we're ever going to get called there like one day, because we would do deliveries or whatever. And then one day we got the call, and they, they said the exact address, and I'm like, no way. And we go up, and I, it, the elevator's open, and from her, like, it's like the MTV Cribs house, where, like, she filmed MTV Cribs, and it opened, and I was oh like, I God. saw the foyer. I was like, <gasps> That's crazy. Is it like, when you're leaving the bakery, is it to the left? When you're leaving the bakery, it's to the left, and then across the street. Okay. I forget what number it is. Now. I know someone who lives around there that's... A billionaire. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm sure they probably live in the same building. Maybe. But she... Oh, my God. Remember her MTV Cribs episode where she was just, like, drinking shit? You never see Mariah Carey's Cribs episode? I never saw Mariah Carey's Oh, Cribs my episode. God. You need to... That that you need to do and do, like, a react to. Okay. Oh, my God. Mariah Carey's Cribs episode. You ever see JoJo's Cribs episode? No, I haven't seen any of them. You haven't seen any Cribs? Girl. Oh my god. I, I was in Gen the crib <laughs> when, oh when those were coming out. I had my own crib to, to give a tour of. <laughs> That's so true. You were in a crib. Yeah. God. MTV Cribs was incredible. Oh. Also, MTV's making the video was a... I love those early 2000s MTV dating shows. Like Next, uh-huh. parental, oh! parental Controls. Next, Room Raiders. Room Raiders. Oh my god, when Zac Efron god. was on. Uh, also, though, like room, like, room Raid My Stuff, you would find, like, nothing in here. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised nothing. by that. There's not, there's nothing... What the fuck is that? Is it a loaf of bread? It is a loaf of... It's a squishy... It's a squishy. Oh. Someone got it for me and I've always had it. Oof, well, we're, we're at, like, an hour and a half. So, Damn. we're going to end this. Do you have anything you would like to promote? Um, you can follow me on TikTok. My name is uh, Mark with a C. Thank you for asking. Uh, Mark with a C, Sebastian F. And then also check out my Depop, which is the same name. It's where I'm selling my necklaces. And they're really cool. Love. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. You guys can follow me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, GlamDemon2004. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Let Me Ruin Your Life Pod, and you can DM for questions or advice. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again, Mark, for being mm-hmm. on here. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>